Let's talk Tanya for the 14th of Kislev. Today we begin the sixth chapter of Kuntar Sachran. Thank God we finished the Kabbalah. From here till the end of Tanya is going to be the few days we have left. It's going to be smooth sailing. The subject matter will be much simpler. In this, um, in this chapter, the Altarebbe is going to talk about the nature of Torah. And the Altarebbe begins with a story, a story which is, the Talmud tells us, actually it's a story which um, we find in the Nach, we find in the book of Shmuel, where it says that David HaMalach, you know, he conquers the city of Yerushalayim, he settles there, he makes it his capital, and after he settled there, after a certain amount of time, he says, you know what, it's time to bring the Arain, the Ark, with the tablets, with the Luchas, it's time to bring it to Yerushalayim. So he makes a whole joyous celebration, and a whole ceremony, and they're transporting the Ark to the city of Yerushalayim, and on the way, and they, they were transporting it on a wagon, and on the way, uh, something slipped, and the ark, and it looked like it was about to, the ark looked like it was about to slip off the wagon, and there were two brothers, they were Kehanim, their names were Achioy and Uza, and they quickly, they went to catch the Aaron, to catch the ark, and on, and on the spot, they passed away. And that really put a damper on the celebrations, and everything was called off, and the ark wasn't actually brought to Yerushalayim at that time, they waited another few months. And why Achyoy and Uza were punished is one question. But the Gemara, the Talmud, asks another question. Why did David deserve to have his, uh, his parade rained upon? Here David Melech was making this big ceremony. It was a time of joy. Why did he deserve that this whole uh, celebration should be um, destroyed, so to say, by the death of these two Koyhanim? And the Talmud tells us the reason why is because there's a Pasuk in Tehillim where David HaMelech says, which means David HaMelech is praising, he's extolling the greatness of Torah and saying, the Torah, they are like songs. I love them like I love songs. And Hashem took exception to this. And Hashem says, David HaMelech, you're calling my Torah songs? My Torah is serious stuff. As a punishment, I swear that what's going to happen is you're going to forget a simple halacha, a simple law, which even little children know, which is that the Aaron is never supposed to be carried on a wagon. The R and the Ark is always supposed to be carried on the shoulders. You're going to forget that, and that's also going to cause the Dabla celebration will be ruined. That's what the Talmud tells us. And obviously, there are a lot of questions, unresolved questions over here. Um, starting with, we really don't know what was wrong. What's wrong with calling Torah songs? That sounds very sweet. That's number one. Why was David punished in this particular way? We know in the Torah, everything is precise, everything is exact. The punishment always exactly matches the crime. And it was a very unique type of punishment that David forgets. Why is forgetfulness the punishment for this? And not only that he forgot, but what he forgot about, something that has to do with carrying the ark as opposed to transporting on the wagon. What is the connection? What's going on over here? So Dr. Rebbe will explain it. But first, in today's Tanya, we're going to try to understand why did David refer to Torah as a song? A song is soothing, is comforting. Um, a song also is connected to praise. David Melech viewed somehow Torah to be the praise of God. In which way is the Torah the praise of God? In which way is it comparable to a song? So the Rebbe explains, there's a pasuk, there's a verse that says, Marabu masacha Hashem mi'oid amku How great are your deeds or your actions, your creations, O God, and your thoughts are so deep. What is the connection between these two things? So the Rebbe says, we have all of creation. Where does all of creation come from? 
everything in creation comes from the Torah, from the mitzvahs, which is why you do a mitzvah, you open up the spigot, you open up the faucet, and energy comes flowing into creation. We don't do a mitzvah, or we do a mitzvah wrong, the energy is shut off. The entire creation is completely 100% dependent upon Torah and mitzvahs for its existence, which tells us how much greater Torah is than this world. So marabu masach Hashem, I look around, I see all of creation, I'm like, wow, how wondrous, how great all of creation is. And from that I realize, how deep, God, are your thoughts, the Torah, how great is Torah, because however great creation is, Torah is that much greater than creation, because Torah is the source of creation. Now, David Melech had a very difficult life. He's busy running away from his father-in-law who wants to kill him. He's wandering the deserts, the Judean desert. And David Melech, what would he do when he wanted to relax, when he wanted to comfort himself? He would sit down and learn some Torah. And then he would think to himself, all the world, everything that I'm worried about and everything that preoccupies my mind is nothing because all of that is, is dependent upon the flow which comes from the Torah that I'm learning right now. And that is why David Melech called the Torah a song singing the praise of God, and that's what he did to be happy and to become in a world which was a tumultuous world for him. And the obvious question is, and what's wrong with that? What's wrong with calling Torah a song? What's wrong with realizing the greatness of Torah as the source of all of creation? The answer to that will come in tomorrow's Let's Talk Tanya.